thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you guys are here. I am your host, Winnie, and I would like to deeply welcome you guys to my podcast, Yin Cha, where we drink tea and we chit chat. In this podcast, I'm going to share my life experiences, beliefs, and values of the Chinese culture. The biggest problem was being different. Growing up, I was bullied for being Asian, my skin color, and how I looked. These kids said all kinds of racist comments and stereotypes, but I ignored them. It wasn't until I matured that I began to appreciate my Chinese roots and my cultural heritage. So you might be wondering, well, what gives me the right to teach this? I have studied Chinese for 10 years, allowing me to gain knowledge about the origin, literature, philosophy, and history of one of the world's oldest civilizations. Moving forward, as we get to know each other, we drink tea, I want you guys to know that there are three important pillars that my podcast follows. Honesty, appreciation of others' culture, and inclusivity for all. If you are interested in a challenge, then what I would like for you to do is take a risk today. Whether that is trying a new food for the first time or learning about a new culture, be curious, my friends, and have an open mind to new experiences. I invite you to leave your comfort zone and enter your growth zone. content for you guys um i realized i wanted to be more consistent but how can i be more consistent if i mentally i had like a huge toll into my life about uh i would say like six months ago i lost my grandfather and then a couple months back i also lost my other grandfather so it was like two deaths at once i personally i don't think i mentally and physically heals from that i've always been you know uh, just working as a way to just cope with it but when I had to face it you know internally I realized that I needed time for myself to just figure out what it is that I want and for me it was just being with my grandmother you know my grandmother she is currently 80 years old um, so she has been through a lot with her own passing away so and for her to just be so strong it made me even stronger but with that being said i'm here to create content for you guys we're gonna talk about food and of course that is everybody's favorite because who doesn't love food but before we start this podcast and moving on forward i want to start including chinese proverbs because i think it's it's really cool to understand you know what ancestors and you know our relatives have taught us throughout the years so the first one is and that basically means a man is never too old to learn. And it's a really common saying in Chinese because obviously the message is to never stop learning. Um, you know, as humans, we always doubt ourselves and we always try to prove our worth and we do this like unintentionally and we just prove ourselves like, oh, I'm, I'm 30 or 40 or 50. 
whatever age you're in, I'm too old to learn that skill. I mean, you're never too old to learn a skill or learn something that you've always wanted to do because, you know, you what if you're good at it? You never know, right? So, for example, there was a Chinese man that actually decided to start studying at the age of 93. And people thought he was crazy for doing that. But he kept practicing in the streets with his friends. And eventually he started getting better. And he started speaking very fluent English. You're never too old to do whatever it is that you want in life. Just do it. And you never know if you generally enjoy it or you're good at it, you know? But you got to start somewhere, right? So we're going to talk about food now. Uh, I hope that was a good segue to understand the Chinese proverbs and get to understand the Chinese culture a little bit more. So today we're going to talk about food, okay? I would say Chinese food is very healthy. Um, it's usually filled with proteins, a lot of fiber-rich vegetables. Um, of course, it can be a very healthy alternative to a lot of fast food burgers or fries that we have in America. I would say in China and a lot of uh, Chinese people, they eat a lot of healthier foods um, or they know how to balance it out. So we have this this word called yi hei. So you might be wondering, what is yi hei? Well, I'm about to tell you guys right now. So yi hei refers to the internal body heat and the chemistry. And it doesn't really refer to just being literally hot. It just means that you're your body is very hot. Um, in other words, you maybe you might eat a lot of spicy foods or a lot of junk foods, and sometimes that can really throw off your body. So your body tends to feel overheated. Some people are actually more susceptible to like heart disease and strokes and all that stuff, and that's really common um, if you're not cautious about what you eat. And so it's actually more common uh, for older generations, I believe. I don't think younger generations really uh, deal with heat hay, but, but still in the summertime, it is still a really big issue because, you know, some people will literally just faint in like a park or something because, you know, it's too hot outside. You have to be able to balance it off with something cold or something uh, opposite of heat hay. And apparently they said that your piss is especially warm um and you might feel a burning sensation after peeing not sure about the burning sensation part because i think that's more of an sti but you know uh based on what i've researched that it might be a burning sensation so better uh if you do experience a burning sensation i would say definitely go to a doctor and get that checked out asap okay um now the opposite of hey is what we call live is cooling um like fruits and vegetables Watermelon is really great in the summertime because it obviously has water and it's very cooling. So with that being said, there's four Chinese foods, more specifically because I am Cantonese. I'm going to tell you guys four Cantonese foods that I think you guys should try. Um, and here it goes. So the first dish is the white chicken or what we call the bak gai. And it's very fresh and I would say it's kind of salty at the same time. But the meal goes back to the Qing Dynasty. How it's served is it's boiled under low heat to make the chicken as fresh as possible. Because nobody likes, you know, any meats that is like not cooked properly. It's not fresh. It has to be fresh. Because if it's not fresh, it's not going to taste good, right? It's pointless. So people like it really fresh um, without any seasonings. Later on, after it's fully cooked, then you add, you know, 
soy sauce or whatever it is that you like. But a lot of people, as in terms of white chicken, they usually put uh, like garlic, garlic seasoning in there to make it uh, balance off. And then the next dish I would say to try is called the rice noodle roll, um, otherwise known as chang fun. And I would say it's a really common snack uh, for people who usually eat it in the morning, like a lot of kids like to eat it uh, before school. You know, it has a light and soft texture, uh, and it's just really good to, to, to try out and make. If you were to make it at home, you just need rice, flour, shrimp, uh, tashu or pork, eggs, uh, and then you savor it. You serve it, and you serve it with savory sauce, like soy sauce. Uh, and you know, Chinese people love, they don't play about the soy sauce. <laughs> They don't play with the soy sauce. They add a little sugar as well, and you should be all good to go. Teenagers really love it, though. Um, for me personally, I think it's a little too oily for my liking, so I try to stay away from anything too oily. But it is really good when you put like shrimp or scallions instead of maybe chicken, or depending on your uh, your preference. But like I said, it's up to personal preference. Then the third really popular um, dish as well is called the tasu otherwise known as the Chinese barbecue pork. Um, and it's a traditional tr traditional dish. It's uh, pork roasted, marinated in soy sauce, um, with honey, sugar, I believe there's peanut oil in there. Um, it's mostly eaten with rice at the same time. So it like balances it, you know? You don't want it to always be like a little too sweet on the, on the sweet side. You want it to balance off. So people uh, consume rice with it. And another thing related to Tashu is people also make Tashu bao. And I'm sure it's super common in dim sum places and they should have it for you. Um, but it has basically the same textures, but it's very soft. So it's like in a bun. It's Tashu, it's pork in a bun, and it's like soft and fluffy bread. It has like a juicy tender of like pork filling in there. Um, and it's like one of those classics that you have to get in like a dim sum restaurant. It's like a must have if wherever you go. And then the last but not least uh, dish, I would say is bao yu. Now, bao yu is abalone. Um, and obviously if you guys know, abalone is very expensive. And the reason why it's so expensive is because it's considered a delicacy. I was looking up online and I wanted to know why it was expensive. So according to what they said online, it says that it has its shell tough exterior where it holds strongly to the rocks and it lives on so much that removing the abalone itself is difficult and requires lots of time and skill with it. And so it's also really popular. Um, so we have our, our Chinese New Year coming up. It's February 12th. 2021. Abalone is really popular in Chinese New Year. Businessmen like to consume it because uh, there's this belief that if you eat abalone, there's just hopes of gaining prosperity. There's also abalone served in like cans or like frozen. Um, obviously, it kind of like takes away the freshness, but you know, there's also other alternatives to abalone um, for people who want to consume that. Now, with that being said, I'm from New York City, born and raised in New York City my whole life, um, and where I'm from, we 
there's a big difference in the Chinese uh, culture. And first, in American meals, Americans consume a lot more beef. You know, they would have more beef than there is pork and fish. And Americans consume more dairy, anything like cheese or milk. And soda and coffee are super common drinks. Um, personally, for me, I was a big fan of soda, but you know, after I was like, oh my God, like soda is not good for you. Um, and my Chinese culture started kicking in. I started drinking a lot more tea, started eating a lot more vegetables. Rice is super crucial, of course. Uh, it's like a main staple in the diet. And, you know, we have a lot of soy products as an alternative to a lot of milk products. So nothing like cheese or any uh, dairy in there. Um, and we Chinese people eat a lot of fish and vegetables with it. So it's a really healthy alternative to a lot of the, the fast foods that we have in America. But nonetheless, um, I hope in today's episode, you're able to understand you know, what the four Chinese foods to definitely try out um, and what it means for your foods to be hey, be hey, because I think in Chinese people, we throw that word around and we have no clue. Like sometimes when, when someone asks me like, what is your hey, I find myself in difficult trying to explain it to somebody because it's like one of those things where it's like, it's really hard to explain somebody who's not Chinese and who's an English speaker but I hope that I was able to define it in the most simplest way for you guys. Watermelon, uh, a lot more water, tea, anything like vegetables and fruits in there, it's just to balance it off with um, eat hay foods. Your body will tell you if something's wrong. But that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. You're able to understand your own culture and also other people's culture, just because we want to be as diverse as possible in the world that we're living in. That being said, take care. Bye-bye.